to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. In today's episode, we are not necessarily diving into any sort of personal development or manifestation topics per se, but I definitely think that this conversation has a time and a place in the spiritual community in the personal development space. Today's topic is all about what's going on in the world around us, but specifically what's going on right now in Israel and Gaza and how we are all responding. And the reason I want to address it is because I I've spent the last two months or so just really diving into what's going on, what the situation is over there. And after having spent so much time learning about it and the thousands of years of history behind it and all the religious reasons, etc., I had to pull myself back a little bit and be like, hold on, Brie. We're getting into the weeds and focusing on a conversation that isn't even the appropriate conversation to be having. As it relates to the situation that's going on between the Israeli government and Hamas and all the innocent people that are stuck in the crossfire, what becomes extremely apparent to me is that we have innocent lives on both sides that are not being discussed and not being advocated for. When you turn on the TV or you turn on the news, people are more interested in the discussion about how this started, why this started what religious reasons are behind all of this, the nuances of whether or not this is a genocide. And it's almost as if there is a burning house and we are more interested in talking about who started the fire or how close the fire is to the house next door or would you call this a blaze or it doesn't matter, the house is on fire and we're just wanting to sit there and talk about it. And the more retaliation there is on both sides, the more gasoline gets poured on the fire in the meantime. So instead of talking about why there's a fire or how it started or anything else like that, let's go save the people inside the burning building. Let's talk about how we can get those people to safety. That's the conversation I think is missing from most news platforms, for sure. But even conversations I'm seeing happening on social media, people are more interested in choosing sides and pointing fingers. And that's not what we need to be doing right now. And also, when you think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the very first rung of that is your physiological needs. Ability to get food and water and air and shelter and clothing and adequate sleep. Until those needs are met, you can't start talking about things like safety and love and belonging and self-esteem and self-actualization. So these concepts about who started what None of that can even be had until the people that are in survival mode are getting their physiological needs met. So let's start there. Let's get to those people first. 
What's in the best interest of our friends on both sides of the conversation is to show up in love and support and ask them what they need of us. But also, first and foremost, before we can even ask them what they need and how they can be supported, we have to make sure that they're safe and they're not in survival mode. And that means a permanent ceasefire, a permanent peaceful resolution so that there's not that quite literally bomb hanging over your head. So what does that look like? That looks like hostages being returned to their families. That looks like a ceasefire. That looks like people being able to get access to clean food and water. That means people getting access to electricity. That means people being able to feel safe and secure in their own homes. People being able to get their basic survival mechanisms met. First and foremost, that needs to be addressed. Once that is addressed, now how do we have this discussion about how did we get here? What atrocities were committed on either side in order to get to the place that we are now? Where have human rights been trampled? Where have people not felt safe and secure in their own space? We can have that conversation later, but first, let's get people to safety. Let's make sure that there aren't children being bombed on a daily basis. Let's make sure that any hostages that were taken are safely returned to their families. Let's get immediate safety for these people that are that are in survival mode. And then let's move on to the other conversations later. Right now we have a temporary reprieve, a ceasefire. Let's make that permanent. And let's also encourage our government officials to also demand peaceful resolutions, ceasefires. I do not want to live in a world where every time something happens, we choose violence. We always result to violence. I don't want to live in a world where we always go back to that. Instead, I want us to show up and choose love and hope and optimism and peaceful resolutions. And yes, I understand this makes me sound like a hopeful optimist, but that has to be the change we're asking for moving forward so that history doesn't continue to repeat itself. And let's not allow our governments to keep choosing war crimes in response to war crimes, because we just end up in this perpetual cycle of war crime after war crime, atrocities after atrocities. But at the core of it is human lives that are being lost on both sides, innocent human lives on both sides being lost. And that is unacceptable. And yes, I might sound like a peace-loving hippie right now. I get it. I do. And yet, I also believe that we are all divinely interconnected. And when one group of people is suffering, we're all suffering. When one group of people retaliates, we're being retaliated against. And the same can be said for the positive things. When we start to encourage things like diplomacy and forgiveness and hope and love, that also impacts the whole in a really positive way. So you're welcome to call me a peace-loving hippie all you want or any other version of of name calling. I'm fine with it. I accept it. But I really hope that we can all agree that at a minimum, there are people on both sides that need to be protected, that need immediate safety. And I don't want to live in a world where we keep justifying war and murder and violence as the only political solution or the only political option to address something. Historically, that has that has been our history. We have always responded in that way. But as we advance as a civilization, how can we start moving forward in love in some of these things? How can we acknowledge the people that are hurting? How do we honor people who haven't had their basic human rights? How do we honor the need for safety for a group of people who have experienced multiple genocides? This is a very hard and difficult conversation. 
and horrible things have taken place in Israel and Palestine. And in a world that is demanding that you choose sides, you pick one, I'm asking that you don't. I'm asking that you choose humanity instead, because there are innocent lives on both sides. And as of the date of this podcast episode, I am recording on November 27th of 2023, 6,150 children have been killed since October 7th. 6,150. That is an immediate issue we need to address. And I'm not interested in who started what right now. Right now I'm thinking, how do we get the rest of those kids to safety? How do we ensure that they are not in immediate danger? How do we make sure that that 6150 doesn't become 6200, 6500, 7000? The most peaceful resolution is a ceasefire. So I encourage that you ask your government officials to represent you and to ask for this peaceful resolution. And even though a ceasefire is peacefire, <laughs> ceasefire, peacefire, I like it. Even though a ceasefire is is a peaceful resolution, it's, hey, let's put everything aside and actually have a discussion. Even though that is the case, that does not make it the easy choice. And even so, the, the right choices are often the hard choices. Choosing love over violence when pressure has been building for over 60 years. That's a hard choice. Choosing love over violence when your community has also faced unimaginable pain and multiple genocides. That is a hard choice. Asking people to choose ceasefire when they haven't had their basic human rights met, yes, that is a hard choice. But we have to be able to find hope in this heartache. Hope that all our loved ones on both sides may return to their families safely. I have loved ones who are Jewish. I have loved ones who are Palestinian. And I'm choosing to stand with both of those groups by not choosing a side, choosing humanity instead, putting that first. I believe a peaceful resolution will start with putting human lives before politics, before religion, before land, before all of these other things. And I know I'm dangerously close to sounding like a broken record, so I want to finish up with something that I read on Instagram earlier this month. It was a post written by Rabbi Sharon Browse, and this is what she wrote. I'm asking us to dare to hold the humanity, the heartache, and the need for the security of the Jewish people while also holding the humanity, the dignity, the need for justice of the Palestinian people. For too long, these two have been set up as incompatible, but this is a false binary. The only liberation will be a shared liberation. The only justice is a justice for all. And lastly, Please let us be tender with ourselves and each other. Take a break from social media when it becomes too much. Instead, reach out to one another to check in. Call your family and friends in Israel and let them know you stand with them in sorrow and solidarity. Call a Palestinian friend and share your hope for a better future. We can't take each other's pain away, but we can make sure none of us navigates this pain alone. Let us hold each other with love and grace. Again, that was from Rabbi Sharon Browse. So the next time you find yourself in one of these political discussions and someone is asking you who you support or what side you're on, remember this discussion 
show up in hope, show up in love for both groups of people. How can we honor them? How can we meet their needs for safety? And what is the most loving outcome for both groups? And just remember that people are genuinely suffering on both sides. So just ask how you can show up in love and support for those around you during this time. And in the meantime, a way that you can help is to ask and demand the government officials that represent you to demand a ceasefire, to choose love over violence. And if you're someone that's been directly impacted by all the events that have taken place over the past, call it two months, just know that I'm sending you so much love right now, and please take care of yourself during this very difficult time, especially with the holidays coming up. And thank you all so much for listening to me today. I know this is a really tough conversation, and all I can ask is that we just consider both sides and we show up in love in whatever way that means for that moment. And it's going to change day to day, hour to hour, minute by minute. But I appreciate you for joining this discussion, even though it's a hard discussion, even if you may not agree with everything that I say. I appreciate you for taking the time to consider it. And I wish everyone a very safe and secure rest of your week. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.